If the Nationals are going to be successful, they're going to have to pick up a power left-handed hitter. What are the options? I'll discuss next on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast. and welcome in to this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at TalkNats. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Take 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code MINUTECAST at manscaped.com. So in this edition of the TalkNats podcast, we talk about changes that need to take place if the Nationals have any hopes of doing bigger things. And, you know, in previous podcasts, I've spoke of that they need some work. Uh, with starting pitching, relief pitching, uh, there are some holes that need to get plugged before the start of the season because let's face it, pitchers and catchers are reporting sooner than we think and baseball will soon be upon us. So I think that Rizzo and I think that the learners, they have some tough decisions to make about bolstering this team so they can show improvement yet again this next year. They showed improvement over the previous year how can they continue on that trajectory? And one of the biggest things that needs to be addressed is searching for a left-handed power bat. This emanates from the MLB trade rumors and talk Nats. Is that the Nationals have made some moves? Uh, the Nationals have been fairly quiet this offseason. They cited, signed Nick Senzel and right-hander Dylan Floro on one-year deals. And, you know, oftentimes people say, well, those aren't sexy names. Why did the Nationals sign them? There are better options out there. Well, if you are a longtime listener to this podcast, you know that I speak of that the future for the Nationals is bright. It's not going to necessarily be next year, even though I do expect improvement over the previous year, is that they need to to find these band-aids, these stop gaps, because there are some really big pieces in the wings in the future. If you can kind of set your eyes to the horizon, you can see that this team is going to be stacked at a lot of different positions. So I think it's right now, it's biding time until those players are good to go. So that's what they did. They made small moves. Uh, Nick Senzel, he's a guy that can play all sorts of different positions for the Nationals, uh, a good utility player that the Nationals needed um, because we know that there are questions at third. We know there's questions at second um, and also, you know, the ability to play outfield if called upon. That is why they are doing that. So the team is probably not going to be in the market for some of the bigger names that are out there on the left side, but it's not too surprising that the Nationals are looking to bolster their team, given reports that they were interested in bringing back Jamer Candelario before he signed his new deal with the Cincinnati Reds. Um, I think that, you know, ultimately I would have liked Jamer Candelario back on this team, but I don't really like the idea of signing him to a long-term deal when you have someone like Brady House that I don't think is three years out. I think that you might get a look at him in spring training. I don't know if necessarily he will break camp with the team and join the team. Probably not. But I definitely don't think that he's three years out. So Jamer Candelario, you know, I would have liked to see a reunion with him. Don't get me wrong. 
but I don't necessarily think that uh, the Nationals and Jamer Candelario were necessarily on the same page. But MLB.com's Jessica Camarado adds that the club's pursuit of a left-handed bat could specifically focus on a player who can be added to the first base and DH mix alongside the likes of Joey Manessis and Stone Garrett. And Joey Manessis is that guy that has some pop in his bat. I think that, you know, I've heard rumors and rumblings out there that he is going to be the answer at first base. I don't really buy that. I think that he is a guy that can play first base on occasion. I think that, you know, ultimately the Nationals should view uh, Joy Manessis as a piece that could get moved at some point. If you see the trade deadline, say that there's a team that needs a little bit of pop in their bat. I think that, you know, the Nationals should pursue any options for moving Joy Manessis at some point. Uh, and then take a look at Stone Garrett. I love Stone Garrett, um, what he done for this team. I know he was on this tremendous trajectory going on through the season. Then he got injured and was pulled out of there. But if you take a look at Stone Garrett, another guy, a bit of a reclamation project came to the Nationals. And what did he do? He did nothing but dominate. Um, so I think that Stone Garrett is a good player, a stopgap, if you will, until the next wave of really great prospect outfielders is upon us. But adding that lefty power bat to the lineup is something that the Nationals should look for doing uh, as they were deficient on the left side last year. Uh, you take a look at their rankings there. They had one of the worst figures in the NL and bottom three in the majors. That's due in large part to a minuscule .123 isolated slugging that ranks ahead of only the White Sox. So it is something that needs to be addressed as this team continues to struggle from the left side. Um, and what is the what is the answer? You know, we take a look um, at, uh, you know, pieces that are available internally. And, uh, you know, if we want to take a look at the third base position in particular, I know I was talking about left side there, but, you know, you take a look at Carter Keyboom, for example. Is he going to be the long-term solution for the Nationals at, at third base? Probably not. I think that he's going to get a look um, in spring training to see what he has. As you know, I think he caught a lot of Nationals fans by surprise uh, when he you know got added to the team later in the season. Many people thought that he wouldn't even get a look at all this season. So when he did get a look, um, it was pretty surprising that, that, that you know we even saw him on this team. But that's what I'm talking about. They want to bolster this team. They want to plug holes and uh, filling that left-handed bat, a power bat is, an, you know, it's going to be a big task because it does appear uh, that Cody Bellinger um, will be staying with the Cubs uh, this past year to post a 134 WRC while clubbing 26 homers in 130 games. Um, it, it would have been a great addition to this team, of course, um, but just taking a look at it, ultimately, I don't know if the Nationals would necessarily be uh, in the market for a, a Cody Bellinger, just for the reasons that I kind of mentioned off the top. For one, I don't know if they could afford him. Number two, would he fit into the long-term plans of the Nationals? Uh, again, he has plenty of experience at first base as well. Uh, 258 career starts at the position, including 59 appearances with Chicago be one of the things that Cody Bellinger would offer the Nationals, but uh, I don't think that that's the case is the rumblings as I record this uh, in the beginning of January here appear that he is going to stay with the Cubs. 
Uh, but, you know, there is a history there, Scott Boris, in the past with landing pl such players as Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer, when he came to the Nationals, I didn't think that was ever going to happen. I thought, thought that was a Hail Mary pass, um, that Max Scherzer, who definitely would be, you know, a good piece to have on the Nationals right now. And why do you say that? You know, he's not exactly the youngest guy in the team, but I think that he's a leader and I think that he can step up to the challenge on the big stage. I, I hope that the Nationals um, are still in it for, you know, picking up that veteran starting pitcher to kind of serve as a mentor for a lot of this young pitching staff that's on this team. Uh, but, you know, there are other options available at the free agent market that could also fit in. You take a look at Brandon Belt, who's coming off a strong season with the Blue Jays, during which he crushed 19 home runs in just 404 trips to the plate. Uh, so then while there's also the likes of Joey Votto and uh, uh, yeah, Joey Votto and Joey Gallo are among the other left-handed options who could play first base for the Nationals. Again, questions uh, abound at the first base position, as we know that the Nationals um, are not bringing back Dom Smith. Um, all things considered, but not too surprising as I don't think that he necessarily lived up to uh, the potential of what the Nationals wanted. There is the likes of Jock Peterson and Eddie Rosario could provide left-handed power, though both players would likely be limited to DH or left field. Um, so some tough questions abound for the Nationals. If we want to just take, there's a lot of questions, to be honest with you guys, but one of the ones out there right now is the left-handed side of bat, you know, and I will continue to talk about that this offseason about uh, I think they still need to be all in on a starting pitcher. They need to bolster the bullpen if they have any hopes uh, of doing bigger things. But after the break here, I will continue to discuss the Nationals' pursuit of picking up that power left-handed bat. Are they going to, to do it? Are they going to swing for the fences? Or are they going to seek help internally? I'll discuss. Step into 2024 with confidence thanks to Manscaped where resolutions are met. As the new year approaches, why not make self-improvement a breeze by keeping your body well-groomed? Introducing Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, the ultimate all-inclusive kit designed to help you feel clean-cut and confident as you should. Featuring the powerhouse Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, this next-gen trimmer ensures precision and ease when tackling the toughest hairs. So, kick off the 2020 with a trim above the rest and use code MINUTECAST at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. The Performance Package 5.0 Ultra is here and let me tell you it's got a futuristic tendency. Included in this bundle is the brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer and the essential aftercare products like the Crop Soother Ball Aftershave Lotion and Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and two free gifts. Their fifth generation Generation Lawnmower features two interchangeable next-gen skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top, and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. Did I mention that it's waterproof too? 
Manscaped also threw in two free gifts, the Boxers 2.0 and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bag. Resolutions may come and go, but a well-groomed you is here to stay with Manscaped's latest and greatest. Start the new year because when you look good, you feel good. Manscaped's helping you sculpt the best version of yourself for the year ahead. New year, new you, and definitely a new trimmer. Manscaped's got your grooming resolutions covered. Get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code MINUTECAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code M-I-N-U-T-E-C-A-S-T. Happy New Year to your ball. Welcome back into this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. So in this off season, we continue to talk options, uh, left-handed bat options for the Nationals, and who would be a really good fit. Um, so if the Nationals fail in their quest to add a lefty power bat, the club has added a pair of first base DH options on minor league deal contracts this offseason in Diaz and Yepes, though only Diaz is his left-handed of the pair, and the 27-year-old has a weak slash line of just 181-227 in three. 143 trips to the plate. Again, those aren't the sexy names that you were hoping for. I think that oftentimes as Nationals fans, we look at it and we think to ourselves that they need to swing for the fences. They need that big marquee name on this team to take it over the top. Is what, what I would offer those Nationals fans as, again, there is a plethora of options in the wings for the Nationals. It's just going to, you're going to have to be patient. That is the only thing that I can offer as advice uh, about the Nationals. I still am excited about what will be this coming season. I think that this team is continuing to make steps in the right direction. And, uh, you know, that's what I, you know, just keep your eyes to talknats.com as they are the premier source uh, for all Nationals talk. If you want to talk about talk Nats here for a minute, they live it, they walk it, they talk it 24-7, 365. They are your premier Nationals insiders. Those guys over at Talk Nats know the Nats team like the back of their hand. And uh, that's what I would do. If I was on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, I would just open up the app and I would set notifications on so anytime a tweet comes out from Talk Nats. If you are, in fact, a big Nationals fan, and I assume you are if you're listening to the Talk Nats podcast, be the guy around the water cooler talking Nats baseball and say, hey, did you see the big move that the Nationals made? You don't want to be that Nationals fan that's like, what, what are you talking about? So be in the, and that's what I'm saying. Go over to talknats.com, hit subscribe on their Twitter feed, and also just bookmark talknats.com as every time I'm there, there's a lot of true insiders surrounding the Nationals that know the ins and the outs. And uh, again, you know, as a fan of a team, I want to be in the know. I cover the Capitals for Locked On Capitals, and that's a part of being in the know. Five days a week, I cover the Capitals. I do this show on Believe uh, for talk Nats, and it's something that I do, you know, in this off season, usually weekly, unless something big happens. But as spring training approaches, uh, there will be more frequent um, podcasts, and also then when the Nat or excuse me, the Capital season wraps up, 
I will be all hands on deck as far as the Nationals, but you have come to the right place and the right time to get your Nationals news. So what I want from you, uh, if you're listening to this podcast in the wintertime, is go ahead on your podcast player of choice, whether it's Apple or Spotify, hit the subscribe button. That way you will know when the new podcasts are available. During the season, I would plan for game breakdowns. Uh, you know, generally speaking, there you know, there's a lot of games during the season, probably about a 15 to 20 minute episode breaking down the game, what went right, what went wrong, injuries, updates, those kind of things. And it's easy because, you know, there are there that go on and on and on for like an hour. You know, your average commute to work is about 30 minutes, and I'm going to get you caught up on Nationals News before you either even make it to work or you arrive home at night from work. That is why the Talk Nats podcast is your premier destination. TalkNats.com, the know-it-alls when it comes to the Nationals and the Talk Nats podcast, bringing you the Nationals news in a short and concise matter. That is my mission statement for this podcast. If you are on board, Make sure and hit that follow or subscribe button on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, I look to have bigger guests. I've had Matt Wyrick on here. I've had play-by-play guys uh, for the Nationals farm team. I've had locked on MLB prospects. That's what you should look to see happen as the Nationals season approaches. Uh, there is also... Um, There is also a YouTube page for this podcast as well. I do video from time to time if I have big guests on there. So in any event, let's get hyped for Nationals baseball. I know it's easy to be down in the doldrums because this Nationals team didn't live up to expectations of what you thought they should be, but they're trending in the right direction. Much like when you plant a tree, it doesn't look like a whole lot. A couple years later, when it starts sprouting, you're like, wow, that's really something. That's how I want you to look at the Nationals. As a tree that's been planted, and it's going to take a while for the root structure to take place, for it to grow taller, the leaves, the needles, whatever the case to grow big. But at some point, this is going to be the biggest tree in the backyard. And much like the biggest tree in the backyard, the Nationals is going to be a powerhouse In the National League, book it. It's not going to happen probably next year, but in the next few years, the Washington Nationals are going to be a team to be reckoned with, and you can book that. I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, part of the Belief Podcast Network, and I'll talk to you again next time. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.